You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give us a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, you can always give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram or join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope you are like me and you are getting Liddy City this summer with my new No Filter wine, four fun cans inspired by some of the most iconic housewives moments. Very, very strong, 12.8% alcohol, but less than a gram of sugar. So you'll be getting Liddy City, but you won't be getting hung over the next day. You're going to want to go to nofilterwine.com to stock up on this delicious, light, crisp rosé. All right. Today's guest. Oof, today's guest uh, it seems to be pretty high on life, amongst other things. She's a mom. She's an entrepreneur. She's the founder and CEO of Woosaw Cannabis. She's the host of the Genuinely GG podcast. And if you don't know who she is, then you don't deserve to be in the fam- in the Bravo family, Miss Dodd. Please welcome Shaz of Sunset's new voice of reason, Golnessa, a.k.a. Gigi. Hey, love. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I love that little intro you just gave me because if you don't know me, you should not be a part of that Bravo family, honey. We all know who that went out to. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, actually, what do, has there been any update on, on Kelly Dot? Have you talked to her at all? Have you squashed any beef? Do you have any interest in squashing any beef with her? Um, I have absolutely no interest in in, in squashing anything and reigniting anything. It was a fun little, you know, tit for tat moment. We went at it for each other. She went in a little too deep to talk me on my hearing issues and cultural bias of my name. Not, you know what I mean? She went a little too far. And when it went to that level, I knew that I needed to just relax or else Loch Ness, uh, you know, would have woke up. (laughs) Are you excited for the new revamp of the cast on Real Housewives of Orange County? I am. I am for a lot of reasons. As you can see, the color of my skin is brown. So it would be really fun to follow suit and just add a lot of inclusivity to a lot of these shows that have been predominantly one color, specifically when those shows aren't about that race. Like Shaws of Sunset, or family karma, you know, um, we're about our culture. We're trying right. to show the world our culture that has been suppressed for so many years. But like the housewives, I mean, come on, you could be any color and be living in OC and be a housewife. So I would love to see some color come in. It's interesting because I've talked with Mike and with Reza separately on this show about representation on Bravo and how Shaws of Sunset really was one of the first, like before there was Family Karma and Mexican Dynasties and before the Housewives even became more diverse castings, you guys were one of the few on Bravo that was really shaking up culture and you've been one of the longest running shows on Bravo with a predominantly cast of color. How do you, was there any like, nervousness about coming on the show because Mike talked about how he was a little hesitant to join Shots of Sunset because of you know Persian perception how did you feel coming in um well 
if you guys haven't noticed in like the last 11 years that I've been doing shahs that I really don't follow suit when it comes to these Persian, you know, things, I was raised very differently by my parents, God bless them, that we were able to see all around our box. We weren't, it, well, there was no box. It was open. You know what I mean? So to be able to be a part of something like this was a big deal for me because for me, it was Iran, even though I was born in Los Angeles, um, Iran is somewhere I visited every single year of my life. I spent my entire summers there every year until Shaza sunset. Um, unfortunately, it's not a good look for the government uh, officials over there. And so I'm a little nervous about reentering after being on Shaz, but it's such a beautiful country outside of that. The culture is so deep rooted. We go all the way back to the Persian empire. You know what I mean? We were the richest empire and the most powerful empire in the world for many, 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 many years. So to be able to give the world doses of that every season it's just like, look at us. This is what we're doing. Was I nervous? Fuck no. I was tatted up by the time I was 13, been arrested multiple times, piercing tattoo, you know, kicked out of schools. Hell no. I didn't give a shit. I wanted to show them like, yeah, this is what it is. And all the Persians were like, that is not what we are like. That oh, Shaza sunset is not what we are like. Honey, those are the same Persians chasing us down the street today, asking us for a picture. So yeah, we did that. We did that. And I mean, like I said, you guys have been one of the longest running outside of like the Housewives franchises and you're still going strong. I mean, this was a great last season that you guys just had. It's nice to see your progression. How is mommy life? How do you feel like it has balanced you or not balanced you? Um... I found balance before I decided it was time to get pregnant. And I, I, I pray that all people who become parents kind of take that initiative and understand that you really got to get your shit together before you decide you're going to create and raise a human being. Um, it's all cute when they're in diapers and you get to change their outfits and they say mama, dada, but then they turn into teenagers right. and adults and you have to know how to shape that. So it, it, I, I was balanced. I was balancing, balancing when I decided, you know what, it's time for me to get pregnant. I think I'm stable mentally, financially, psychologically. So, you know, it's just an added perk to that. It, it puts things in perspective. Now that I'm a mom, um, I don't spend money ridiculously like I used to. Um, my God, speaking of spending money, these fucking preschools are so expensive. It's like a college tuition for a preschool. Oh, my God. Like, he could just, I don't know, read, watch Barney, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Einstein. Um, so in the most yeah. recent episode, though, you talked about struggling with this, like, feeling of being selfish about being a single parent. How are you feeling about that now? Oh, man, I think that's just the start of this feeling. And I think the feeling will amplify throughout different stages of Elijah's life. Um, I think that 
it's always going to be in the back of my head as a fear and a concern. And I don't want it to be so present in my mind that it ends up coming out in my auctions. So I try to be very vocal about it so I can get people's feedback. I can get people to criticize me. I can get people to ridicule me and I can get people to guide me because through all of that talk, something is going to make sense for me. You know what I mean? So it's, Really being able to talk about it and display this lifestyle on Shaw's, it's not a traditional lifestyle. It's still a taboo for a younger, attractive a woman that doesn't have uh, fertility issues to go off and get a donor and raise a child by herself. It's, it's still frowned upon, so to speak. You know, so I'm, I'm happy to be an image for women, for gay men, for people who are having issues that this is an okay thing to do. If you're ready. And I appreciate that because I'm at the place in my life where I'm like, you know what? If I don't have a partner in my I want to be a parent. I want to have a child in the next five years. If I don't have a partner that's willing to do that with me, I'm more than comfortable doing it on my own. And I think it's because I saw so many like strong women in my life that were able to kind of hold it down on their own that I was like, that's my inspiration. And I know, you know, I can do that if I want to do that. And I'm preparing myself to do that within the next five years. But one of the fears that I have is being worried about not and I, I guess I guess this was kind of the sentiment I got when you were talking to MJ on the show was about the lack of support of having a two parent household and whether or not you feel like you're depriving your child of that two parent household and how you're compensating for that and navigating that with Elijah. I love that you asked me that question because that is the actual educated question to the scenario. Um, it's right there. And it's not about um, me being financially, emotionally, psychologically stable. I am all those things. But you have to understand, as our parents, male or female makes no difference. Two different beings that we grow up and look up to have two different life experiences, two different sets of uh, understandings, uh, two different sets of ways of disciplining and raising and, and teaching. So you as a child get to grow up and make your own decisions. Usually mommy and daddy or daddy and daddy mom have similarities in, in certain things. And that works out. The child sort of follows in, in that way. But still, there's that option of going to the other parent to vent that I don't understand this. And one other parent might be able to explain it to you that, you know, in a way that I couldn't. And I'll be honest with you, like I... I my first reaction was like, what am I going to do when he starts masturbating? What do I say? Yeah. And I said it to my dad and my dad started laughing. He's like, You'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> you know, but these are real questions. Right. They're real questions. And then I think about women who got knocked up randomly by man and the man wants no parts to yeah. it or the, the the husband is in the army and has to go away to war or passes away for some you know unforgiven reason and women end up like that but you know what it's not a choice right so the child doesn't hold it against the mom that you did this to me on purpose you purposely didn't give me a dad that is where I stand. That is my fear. I love all the support that I'm receiving from single parents out there because it's pouring in and my heart is just so full with it. But I'm like, but I did this on purpose and you maybe were a victim of your circumstance right. and my child is going to be mad at me for that. 
And what you know? ad- what advice do you have to somebody like me that's considering following in those footsteps, but that's a couple years behind you? I actually just on uh, genuinely GG, I interviewed Andy Cohen mm. because Andy took, you know, a similar route, except as a man, he has to find also a surrogate. Um, I had all these questions as well because his son, Ben, is a year older than Elijah. So he's obviously experiencing and feeling feelings as well as a father. And his advice was mainly for me to sort of find a, people that I can talk to, people that can relate. And to trust my process in the way I'm raising him to the point where it doesn't ever need to come down to him questioning me. He'll already know it. And that I think was the best advice that Andy gave me was just, it's, it's, it really is all about how we raise our children. And I hate to relate it to my dog, (laughs) but I have, I have a 112 pound Rottweiler, Jaja. Okay. She's amazing. By the way, she's a teddy bear, but it's like, um, I don't even, no, no, no. I don't even wonder why I brought up Jaja. I'm not going to bring up Jaja. We'll, we'll talk about Elijah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even brought up Jaja. I was like weird to like relate my child to. <laughs> They're both my babies. So yeah. I brought it up. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Paulus wants to know if you're considering having another child and if you would, uh, if you plan to use the same donor. Um, I do not plan on having another child uh, I do have my embryos on ice um like a drink they're literally <laughs> on ice they're freezing right now um and it is from the donor I just think that if I were to ever have a child again I might go ahead and use the same donor because I think that'll make it just a little bit less complicated on my existing child I don't know I don't think I'm I, I'm ready to have another child though that's fair. I mean, this is a big step for you. And I mean, I think anybody, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. My, my autoimmune disease took a very giant step backwards um, from the loss of my initial pregnancy, my IVF round. Um, you know, I have three set of doctors working around the clock trying to figure out what was going on with my body. And they can only come up with that. I went into some sort of extreme shock, you know, because I got pregnant. I lost it. I lost my fallopian tubes all at the same time. And then I got pregnant just a couple months later again. So, you know, being pregnant and having a belly out to here, but sitting in a chair with IV and getting your medication that way, it's not a pleasant thing. Yeah. It's really not a pleasant thing. Um, We had to induce me get my son out early because I had to go back on the chemo because my body was shutting down and if it got you know to my stomach and reached my son that's you know so I'm blessed I have an amazing beautiful extremely smart and charming healthy son and I'm just gonna be cool just you know he and I and that's good and that's family enough yeah I want to talk about Reza and MJ because as a mother now yourself, how I want to know how you would juggle MJ's position with Reza and Tommy and whether or not you think Tommy's being a little unreasonable with not allowing Reza back into their family unit. Um, I think it comes down to small dick syndrome. (laughs) Um, Literally, I think that uh, Tommy his ego got rubbed the wrong way because the way he grew up 
it was, you know, you retaliate physically um, with against each other. You don't go to authority. Um, but I think that once you reach a certain age in life, you realize that you have to go to authority. You have to follow the law, do what the law is telling you to do. Reza said some nasty things to MJ while they were in the middle of a fight. Yes. But that doesn't warrant, you know, tough guy you show up with a, a bat and break into someone's house right. and smash shit up. So I think that when Reza and Adam got scared for their lives at this point and they called on authority to get help, they're like, we don't, we're not fighters. We're not from the streets. We don't know how to fight back like that. So, you know, help us, police, help us law. Uh, that didn't sit well with Tommy. And it's just to be clear, because I have read so many, I get all these screenshots of the stuff that Tommy tweets and how much vile stuff he says about Reza and me and Destiny. It's, he keeps saying he did jail time over Reza. He chose jail time. He decided he, he was able to either do a community service mm-hmm. or do jail time. He chose to go to jail because he said, if I do community service, that's admitting I'm guilty. So I would rather do the time. So why are you mad? Like, go clean the streets, man. Like, help the world a little bit. People do it voluntarily. You just fucked up someone's lawn. You know, make it amends by cleaning people's lawns now. I mean, at the end of the day, he did break the law by going onto somebody else's property. Like, I mean, you are, right. it's not just admitting guilt. Like you, there's camera right. footage of you breaking the law. Like at right. that point you're guilty. So him holding that against Reza, it just makes no sense. It's like, okay, Reza followed his suit. Just like you followed the suit of your streets. He followed the suit of his upbringing. Right. You know, what does this have to do with little baby shams? Yeah. Nothing. Fabi in our Facebook Facebook group wants to know how you feel about Tommy and MJ's marriage. And, you know, if you think that Reza or Tommy's hatred for Reza will become like a bigger factor in their marriage. No, I don't think that Reza's uh, situation with MJ will at all be any factor in MJ's marriage to Tommy, because I think Reza has seen certain things in MJ where regardless of Tommy, their friendship will probably never be the same again. I think mm. Reza has made multiple efforts and you guys will even see it happen. That effort happening again in the reunion and him getting shot on again and again. So it's like, mm, I think that, that it, the damage is there regardless of Tommy. And I don't think MJ is going to let go of Tommy because there are not too many people that I know that will stay in a marriage like that with her. Do you think Reza will ever get to meet baby shams? I do. I do think that, um, and, and it might be wishful thinking, but part of me actually thinks that it'll happen. I think maybe Tommy will get to the point where he realizes it's about his son mm-hmm. and not about himself. Um, it's. I think it's a very horrible thing when I see people using their children as some sort of collateral. Like, you piss me off. You can't see my kid. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're only hurting the kid at the end of the day. Exactly. So that's really setting an example for your child. Um, You know, I would, I would never be okay with that. If that were Eli, Eli can see anyone as if I know that they love my son and they want the best for my son. I don't care if we're in a, you know, current beef, whatever. 
Erica Earl on Facebook wants to know if you think Reza was only nice to you because of the fight with MJ. A hundred percent. That's what I thought. Five million, hundred million percent. That's what I thought. Um, and it took me, I would say, two years to see differently. So I lived two years of our friendship since they saw us make up at Reza's housewarming party um, you know, two years ago. I was on guard and I was scared constantly. I'm like, all right, it, it can't be a coincidence that all this shit is happening with his BFF. And I happen to hate his BFF. And now he wants to be cool with me, form this alliance. This is what Reza used to do when he hated me. He would get everybody on his side. I'm like, okay, so... I made sure to have my perimeter around him and just not get sucked into his shit. I had my own personal beef with MJ. It had nothing to do with his beef with her. You know, as you could see, they're getting along and I still have my shit with her. You know what I mean? So I tried to keep those boundaries, but the more we started hanging out and the more I started practicing intentions and realizing I need to just be open and honest with Reza. If I really do want this to be a friendship, and we had that talk. We had that talk actually at his house and at, in Calistoga and this trip, we had the talk and I was just like, I'm scared. I want to trust you. And I, I just don't ever want to get hurt because I really like our friendship together. And this is fun for me. This is what I've always wanted for us. And I don't want it to hurt me because I don't know what I will do if he does turn on me. Yeah. You know, will we see Loch Nessa come back? I think it'll be a different level of Loch Nessa because I have a very hard time letting down my guards and letting people into my circle. Reza knows that. And when we first started being friends, that was a conversation that he had with me. He said, this is what I want of you. I see you on your social media, Instagram, having so much fun with your friends. I want to be that friend with you. So I told him to get there. Like it's been hard. Like I want that, but I'm so now that we are there, if, if he were to be like, bitch, uh, I'm back with MJ. I don't need you. I'll be like, oh, okay, hold on. Let me get my pen there. Okay, let's, okay. <laughs> now, I just hope, I hope that we can, we can remain friends and just grow from here because it's been really fun being friends with him. Yeah. Gigi Angelique on Instagram wants to know if you've spoken with Mike since the season wrap, since your fallout. Since the reunion? Uh, well, I guess I, she was probably asking prior to the reunion, had you guys had any sort of mending to your relationship? With me and Mike? Yeah. Um, I'm confused. Or where are you, in where the, do in you the, and Mike in the show, stand? In the show, the last episode, you, I mean, I, I, I was very much supportive of Mike. I was not getting involved with his uh, business with Paulina. Um, Destiny was the one that was getting into it with Mike. I thought that everybody needs to just mind their own fucking business. I do not condone cheating. I do not think it's okay. I am into polyamory, but that has nothing to do with cheating. It has to do with being open and honest. And I was trying to tell Mike, just be honest about what you're, you know, what you do. Just be like, this is what I like. Um, that's where it ended. Um, it took a whole nother turn at the fucking reunion though. And I got called out of my name by the only person that was supporting him was me. And I, he called me out of my name. So it went left. It went left. It went left very fast. Very fast. Yeah. Like I said, it takes a lot for me to let down my guards. 
So when I do, and then you betray me, that's it. You're dead. That switch has been turned off. So, well, about Mike, do you, how do you feel about his relationship with Paulina? Because when he was on my show a few weeks ago, he alluded to the fact that he still believes that a lot of the messages that came in were fake messages and that they were fabricated. He hinted that maybe Reza was the one that was creating these messages to catch him in a cheating scandal. Do you think that there's any truth that the messages may have been fabricated? Or do you think he may have actually been cheating on Paulina this whole time? The cheating part is 100%. Were those messages real or fake? I, honest to God, at this point, I don't know. And I don't even fucking care anymore. It's like so nauseating hearing about it only because who cares if they were fake? Guess what? Your girl is catching you with all the real ones, too. He keeps focusing on the one story that he can potentially prove is not true. Okay. He can say those are not real. Let's let's stop talking about those. I think that's what everyone needs to focus on is let's not talk about those anymore. Let's talk about these other 10 times that your girlfriend is talking about. Because every time Paulina had a little conversation with Destiny, she was unloading some new cheating scandals. So this had nothing to do with the spoof texts. Why isn't anyone talking about those? Who cares? Let's just, for, for argument's sake, let's say they're fake. Great. What about the other times, Mike? What about the wife that you cheated on and you got a divorce from? What about the chick in Miami that wrote a tell-all book her one night with the Shaw that you swing your dangling all around? What about those chicks? Okay, I don't give a fuck about any spoof text, sweetheart. Sorry. What did you think of Paulina calling Destiny in the finale and basically telling her not only were they on a break, but that, you know, she was having major issues within their relationship, her and Mike? Um, I'll be very honest with you. And people are not going to want me to say this, but I'm going to be very honest with you. Hashtag no filter. Um, there it is. <laughs> we got those text messages like it was a couple of weeks right before we began filming the season. For me, I do not believe in two things. I do not believe in coincidences and I don't believe in accidents. Okay. There is no coincidence that some chick that was I cool with her? Yeah, but cool in passing. Cool as when I see you with Mike. I'm cool with you. We kiki when you're with, you know, your man. That was as far as it goes. So for you to send me text after text after text, like one of my best girlfriends would and be like, I'm done with him so we could start talking shit and I could, you know, turn into an FBI with you. I'm not your friend. Why are you? So from right there, I said, it's fake. It's fake. Until this day, I will tell you, it's fake. I think she has created the whole thing. I think she wants TV time and she's loving it. She has got her entire body completely fixed up for TV. Claims she's never seen the Shaws, but is there for every TV moment. Wears a beach outfit, look, a monikini to watch what happens live and the reunion. You know, just to say my man doesn't control me. See, I wouldn't dress like this if my man controlled me. Nobody cared. Like, what? Well, you know what I mean? So Paulina could go fuck herself properly. I mean, apparently Mike seems to be doing so. And she, I mean. Yeah, he's, yeah, but he's not fucking her properly because she's, she's still acting out of control. He needs, somebody needs to fuck her properly. And I think it's the Betty Ford Clinic. UK AA is a thing. It is a thing. 
And I know they want to plan the whole IVF process and have another baby and stuff, but you can't do that if you're claiming you don't remember anything because you're always drunk. I've been there. I was that alcoholic. I was the pill popper. I did a hundred lines of cocaine, but guess what? I quit that ages before I decided to go have a baby. So let's just get it all the way together. I'm not a mother of two and drinking alcohol everywhere, looking like a goddamn slut. So you don't think that Mike is controlling in their relationship. You think that she's leveraging the relationship for the exposure that she's getting through the show. Yes and no. I think he's a controlling person. Yes, I think that he knows he can control her because she wants to be on the show. So that he has that over her. And I think that she will shut up and follow suit for the fact that she enjoys this. She's loving this. So that control mechanism, yes, I think he has it over her. But other than that, I think she pulls a lot of strings her damn self, yes. Interesting. So to to pivot a little bit, now that you're a mom and we see a lot of these, the relationships, like we've watched you guys all grow from being like fun, single party people. Now we see everyone yeah. starting to get married. Do you see yourself possibly, I mean, you said that you're into the whole polyamorous thing, but do you see yourself settling down and getting married now that, you know, your life seems to be a little more grounded with your son? No. Um, marriage is an institution that was not designed for people like me. Um, like you just said, I just discovered polyamory and I haven't even really, you know, gotten my feet wet with it because we've been in COVID and I can't really imagine, um, I can't really imagine sharing saliva with a stranger right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? So um, this is just something that I've been really researching a lot about. I want to learn about it before I just think it's something I know. I'm really talking to a lot of people. Um, Do I want a partner? Yes, I do. I really would love a partner. And I, I think people don't understand what that means because I also say I like Polly, but I would love a partner. I would love someone who understands me and can ride with me and be confident enough, you know, to just be me as well. Like I want a man who can also have another girlfriend, you know, so he doesn't need me all the time because I'm that type of person that I don't want to have someone around all the time. You know? Yeah. I think when people hear the term poly, they immediately think of like sister wives. What does poly mean to you? Like, is it you just having an open relationship or is it you dating and being in committed relationships with multiple men? Like, what is that definition for right. you? It, that part right there. It is uh, polyamory is actually 10 times harder than a single monomic, monogamous relationship because you really are being faithful to, it sounds so crazy to say to multiple (laughs) partners, but you actually have an agreement. So, uh, sister wives, polygamy shit. That's one man. He's fucking a bunch of chicks. Okay. That's a completely different thing. This is a mutual understanding of partners and you sort of create your own terms. I don't want to be with someone who has six partners and I don't want to have six partners. So for me, it would more so be, maybe I would have, you know, two partners, Um, And I wouldn't mind being with a man who has also another partner, Um, be faithful to each other. If I ever felt like I needed to step out on him, I would never go and cheat. I would first say, this is what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. because I'm such a confident person that it doesn't affect me to tell someone I have feelings of desire for this person. Is that cool with you or not? Because if it's not, then, you know, I'm going to have to either control my feelings of desire or we're going to have to break up. Right. 
I'm confident enough to say that. So I'm, I, I don't know. I would love a guy who's just cool with all of that. So would you like like two guys or would you be open to a guy yeah. and a girl or would no, you? No, 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 no. I've never had, um, I, I think women are phenomenally beautiful and I will stare at a woman's body like it's nobody's business, but I have never gone that route with a woman. It's just never been a thing for me. You know, I'm strictly dickly. So <laughs> I, it would definitely be with two guys. That's my favorite scenario is two guys. <laughs> Trust me. Okay, bitch. <laughs> I love a good threesome. On a good I've night. never had a threesome before either. Oh my God, it's the best. As long as you're, you know, the one in the middle and you have everybody all over you, it's the bomb.com. So you like, you like to get dominated? Um, I mean, I like, yeah, I like being, I like somebody that can put me in my place. You know, I feel like in like regular life, like in work, I'm more of an alpha. Like I, you know, more of the boss that like in the bedroom, I want somebody that can be like, okay, I'm the boss now. Let me, maybe not full Christian gray, but let me Christian gray up the situation. Right. It's usually like that. I feel like most people who have that striking force in person are usually yeah. like that, like they're more like reserved in the bedroom, like, and they need it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a starfish dude. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it is a privilege to be in bed with me. Give me all the workings. <laughs> uh, CP in our Facebook group wants to know if you'd ever date Nima because he's obviously in love with you. I would not what? date Nima. I um, would date Nima. He's Nima's not my hot. type. He, okay, he's my see, type. See, to each their own. <laughs> he's. I've always been into chunkier men, mm. um, heavier set. I like a very uh, rugged looking man. I like it look like, like he hasn't shaved in a couple days. You like more of like a he Tommy. He needs to take a shower. Yeah, like who? A Tommy. No, 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 no. I did not say uncouth. I said, I said a little, you know, I was thinking more like Tom Hardy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That Ooh, Tommy. Yes. I think you meant that Tommy. Yes, I think I meant that that's, Tommy too. That's the Tommy you we'll meant. We'll retract. <laughs> so, yeah, so no Nima. But Nima's really interested in Destiny too. Do you think that'll ever happen? Um, you know, I question his interest in me and in Destiny. It's just, this is not Beverly Hills 90210, the original, where you just <laughs> decide to date between the group um, or like, like, oh, today she's hot, today she's hot, today she's hot. I mean, well, come on, man. Like, your whole type was this little girl next door, white American Jennifer Aniston looking chick. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, it's the strongest Middle Eastern chicks. Like, come on. Come on. I feel you. Uh, Just Andy for you on Instagram wants to know if you think Asa would ever come back to the show. And do you guys have a relationship? I never had a relationship with Asa. Um, I never really uh, liked her too much. She was nice to me here and there, it, but that was also conditional. She was, she's just, she, she was just not my cup of tea. She's not, no, I, I would not. And, and I think she's done some people shady in the group. So the people who were cool with her, I think they wouldn't even be cool with her anymore. So yeah, I don't know. And she doesn't bathe. And I know that that's like a fashionable thing these days because yeah. Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, but 
Jake she like Gyllenhaal. really doesn't bathe. Like even, like it's the it's a thing where I was like, how did we go from 2020 people doing like tutorials on TikTok on how to wash your hands for 20 seconds to now 2021 everyone's just stopped showering? Because people stopped having to leave the house. So where were <laughs> they going to go? Who did they need to smell good for? They just had to smell each other. And if you both stunk, stink in the house, you can't smell it. Listen, Gigi, I shower for me. I get ready every single day. My grandma taught me, she's like, even if you don't leave the house and you're going to be a slob kebab on the couch and watch TV, you still look nice. You brush yes. your hair, you do your teeth. She's like, you put on a little bit of makeup and you make sure you're dressed up and ready to go. Yes. She's like, yes, if, there's ever, if there's ever an earthquake or a fire and you need to run out, you need to Hello? make sure you look hot for the That's firemen. That's my mentality to it. Oh, my God. Because you know what? I have little dark circles. Not little. <laughs> I got dark circles, bitch. OK, so I can't I can't run out of the house looking all jocked up from like neck to toe. Right. When my face I need at least if the face looks good, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. True that. Right. Bolton Big Boy wants to know how high are you really while filming Shaw's? <laughs> uh, let me light my joint when I ask that question. <laughs> where did I put my lighter? I don't even know where my lighter here it is. Okay, here's an interesting answer. Tell me. Spill that tea. All right. Mm. All right. So when you smoke as much weed as I do, you uh, pass a certain point of ever being able to get high. You don't get high anymore. Um, for me, it is a medicine. So it's more for functionality for me. It helps my pain go away. It helps. It's like, it's my Prozac. It's my pain. It's everything for me. It keeps my mind calm. So I am always smoking weed. Um, am I high? No. So it's, it's hard to answer that. You know what I mean? I'm not high. I, I can function better than normal. I think it's interesting that even like people around me know it, that I haven't smoked weed in a minute. And they'll be like, you need to go smoke weed or something because you're getting like slowing down a little bit, you know? So it, always. It keeps you functional. How's the cannabis business going? And how do you feel about Mike joining the CBD game? Um, I think it's fantastic for Mike to attempt to join the CBD world. Um, I will have everyone reminded, including Mike himself. I am a 100% owner of WUSA. I created it uh, from zero uh, in an industry that wasn't really aware of cannabis yet. I was started out with that. Now every celebrity, everybody's next door neighbor is running a CBD company. So I... Uh, branched off CBD. Wusa has two branches, Wusa Lit and Wusa Fix. Wusa CBD side was Wusa Fix and Wusa Lit is my THC side. I am recently under a new licensing and I will be launching my Wusa THC actually this year. I'll be launching it. I was just waiting for a COVID. I was going to launch it uh, last year, but COVID like, you know, I was the spikes and I wanted to have like a little lunch party out of the dispensary and you couldn't do that because of you know, COVID. So it's launching this year. I have amazing uh, flower. It's really good flower. You guys like fucking you guys <laughs> should know that I smoke good flower. I like so it's good. It's good. Good. We trust you. I trust you. you. 
I do. I do. So in the finale, we see that you took everybody on like a healing trip. Do you feel like there was any healing within the group once filming wrapped? Do you feel like everybody was able to kind of resolve and get back to somewhat of a a group dynamic, healthier group dynamic? I think that um, the situation with Reza and Maris it's so it's so up and down with those two like I think it ended the way it ended we all were like oh this is looking good like it looks like they're gonna try to hang out on their own but literally some she just wakes up on the different side of a bed some days and she will write random messages to him that just throws him completely off and it's like dude I can't trust moving forward I don't know what is going on in her mind so, and they have this whole legal case with the restraining order and it's not getting better. It's literally, it's almost, it's, it's getting messier. Oh, so the restraining order never got lifted? Nope, never got lifted. And he was being nice. And I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to, it's going to, you guys are going to find out in the reunion. Um, he talks about all of the restraining order legalities. And I'm telling you, he, I've watched this man make so many attempts and seen it get shot on. So I want the world to see. I just want the world to see it because it's going to happen another time at the reunion. Okay. Well, I'll, I'm, I'm going to be tuning into the reunion because I've been loving this season and the trailer for the reunion looks juicy. So I know I'm ready. Mm, 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 mm. What did you like about this season? I mean, I liked seeing everybody in a different place. I feel like last season was really like juicy and scandalous because of the Reza MJ fight. But I'm like, you know, with I think a lot of the fans like we need to have some closure to this. Like we watched this friendship for so many years. They've been friends for 30 years that, you know, I wanted to see them come back together. So I enjoyed watching that attempt and yeah. I enjoyed, I mean, I enjoyed you becoming like a voice of reason within the group, which is kind of just fun <laughs> yeah, to watch. <laughs> there was a lot of like, you know, fun, light, levity. Um, and yeah, I like seeing them move in a, a more positive direction, Resin MJ. And Nima's just my favorite to watch on TV. Nima, are you really, are you really crushing over him? <laughs> yeah, I got a good, I got a good crush on Nima. Oh my goodness, that's so sweet. He's a very attractive guy. He can use some lip filler. But he's an attractive guy, gorgeous eyes. Um, I mean, he seems a little fluid to me. <laughs> well, Nima, if you're listening to this and you want to slide into my DMs, <laughs> I, I won't screenshot it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Gigi, for chatting with me today. It's been such a delight to watch you over the course of what? How many seasons are we into Shaw's now? Eleven? Honey, we're about to go into 10 and on to 10 million. Okay. I love it. You're going to be like the Kardashians at season 20. Yes. I love it. Where can we learn more about your cannabis business and listen to your podcast? Um, you guys can follow me in Woosah, um, follow my Instagram. It's fine. I'm going to be launching all the like dates and information for my Woosah THC line. And, uh, you guys could definitely listen to the coolest podcast. Of course. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> but you guys can listen to Genuinely Gigi anywhere that they play podcasts. Honestly, I'm a very different type of podcast, I think, than like most people that would expect. I, I want to talk about controversy. Like yeah. I like to shake the table up. You know, I want to just talk about controversial subjects that people are sometimes afraid of. So it's just been 
Oh my God, it's been so fun having this podcast. Sounds like you I need really to have, have Kelly so Dot on. What's that? I said, it sounds like you need to have Kelly Dot on. Yeah, there's no controversy <laughs> in her life. I mean, uneducated is simply uneducated. Yeah. No debate there. Yeah, I love it. Um, yes, definitely listen to Genuinely Gigi on all podcast platforms, especially right after you listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, which is available everywhere. Please leave me and Gigi a nice five-star review because they really help our shows grow, and we love that validation. I love that validation. I'm sure Gigi does too. 100%. 100%. Yes. It feels great. And don't miss the Shaws of Sunset reunion next Sunday or this upcoming Sunday is going to be good. It looks like it's going to be feisty and she seems to be doing some very fun things with some cucumbers and it makes me (laughs) want a Persian cucumber now, figuratively and literally. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach and get my new Housewives Watching Wine at www.nofilterwine.com. Nofilterwine.com. Go and stock up right now. Send me your pics so that I can share them and get ready. There's going to be a lot more tea to be spilled. I got Dorinda Medley on the show next week and she, I don't know if she's going to make it nice, but she's got a lot of tea to spill about those Real Housewives of New York moments or rumors that I'm going to be grilling her on. So get ready. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Bye.